I swear these other podcasts are just a waste of time I'm skipping through them, I'd rather listen and change my mind Wes and Nick always help me through my daily grind Your favorite guys, your favorite lines, change my mind I swear these other podcasts are just a waste of time I'm skipping through them, I'd rather listen and change my mind Wes and Nick always help me through my daily grind Your favorite guys, your favorite lines, change my mind Yeah and welcome back to another edition of the Change My Mind podcast. I won't change my mind because I don't have to because I'm an American. Yes, you are. I'm Wesley Sykes. And to the other side of the ether is the John McClain to my Marty McFly. It's Mr. Nicholas J. Esquire, summer movie star for hire. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not for hire. I'm on strike. Um, but I do like that, <laughs> that, that comp for the two of us. I like that. N- now is the time to strike here. We're, we're working on the movie star bods, you know, like this, this is the time to, to kind of keep the calls opened. This is true. This is true. Yes. That's uh, that is a fair point. We're a couple of scabs now, apparently. Yeah. I'm, I'm willing to cross the, the line. I don't know. I don't owe anything to these rich Hollywood actors. There you go, Wes. That'll do it. <laughs> Why not? Why not uh, us? Yeah, I think I think this this is a huge opportunity for us, and uh, it's a huge opportunity for those of you watching on YouTube or listening at home, because this week we'll be ranking the top summer blockbuster movies. We're going to be ranking them by decade here, doing a little tiered list here, a little variation on the tiered list. But uh, before all that, Nick, when when you think of the top bankable action movie stars, uh, who comes to mind? Who first comes to mind? And then maybe we can do some honorable mentions. Honestly, Tom Cruise is probably the one that first comes to mind. I think he's the the number like he's the number one guy for like for a long time he was able to do it. And he just he's not my favorite, but he's definitely like one that seems very relevant uh, for a, a very long time. Yeah, to, to call him the Craig Biggio of the action movie stars probably is, is an underslight. You know, that's it, not fair to uh, Tom Cruise because he, he's been top tier for a long time, but he definitely does have longevity on, on the side. The first one that comes to my mind was Will Smith. Uh, he has mm. that, that run of like in the late 90s of uh, uh, Independence Day, Men in Black, and then, you know, regardless of what you think about it, uh, Wild Wild West. And it just felt like for a while that was kind of like he was like the guy. And then um i am legend and kind of going going on with that there right um so yeah so that that was immediately what i thought obviously arnold schwarzenegger goes back you know goes way back to the rambos if you want to talk about sylvester stallone with the rambos um you know he's he's got a lot of options there yeah i mean and then you got like harrison ford in the mix as well for some of that stuff you're going way way back yeah I almost said Harry Potter instead of Star Wars. What is the matter with me? Well, you Good know, it's God. all the same. Yeah, it's it's a Monday here. You know, we're we're dealing with it. We've already established that we're at our best in the morning here. I, I this is true. I, I would not liken myself to Garfield all that often, but I feel like the last two Mondays because again, got a headache going into this thing. I'm like, what? Why? Why again? Do I have this? But you anyway. got a, you got a lot in your plate here. You know, it's it's getting down to the nitty gritty. Get used to it. those headaches are just going to be ongoing throughout marriage. Uh, you know, it doesn't it doesn't uh, go away. Oh, no, I'm just kidding. Marriage is great. Go get married. Start <laughs> start a union with another person. Yeah. Well, let's. I thought we were trying to not be in unions now. What is it? Makes messages, Wes. I don't understand. Oh, uh, oh yeah, yeah. Well, I, I guess uh, the, it's different different meaning of the term there. I didn't even realize oh. the turn of phrase. Nice, nice job. A Thank union you. between two people coming together. 
Okay, but when it's more than one person, then you're out. That's what you're telling me. When Which it's more mean? than millionaires, yeah, more than one millionaires, and uh, who, who are sitting there with their, I don't know, Starbucks coffee. I don't know. It's t- it's just tough for me to to get behind. Normally, I'm behind all uh, unions, but unions feel rather blue collar. Uh, you know what I mean? And there's something about the Hollywood strikes uh, that just isn't very blue collar to me. I don't know. I mean, that's generally a fair point. I mean, because you have so many people that make so much money in Hollywood. But I think the thing that has been so eye opening is like how many people don't make money. Like I would have thought the, like the average journalist, like we know, like we like what that experience is like. Mm-hmm. I would never have guessed that like. I don't know if it's the average Hollywood actor or what, but it's like we just keep hearing stories about people who don't make a lot of money that like deserve to be making a lot of money just because of like not because they're crazy stars, but just because they did something that they were successful at and they put a lot of work in and then it didn't really turn into much. It's, it's kind of mind blowing. That's show business, baby. Apparently. <laughs> it's more for time. Damn, son, where'd you find this? I, I actually didn't find this. I couldn't find anything this week because of the aforementioned uh, writer's strike and, and or s- multiple strikes that are going on in uh, Hollywood there. Um, but yeah, Nick, you found a little something here. So why don't you lead us off with the, with the trending now? Yeah, we haven't gotten a single episode of X-Men 97 yet, which I'm very, very excited for. But apparently the second season has already begun recording. I'm assuming it's on pause right now. Um, and we're getting this report from the voice of Rogue, Lenore Zahn, and the voice of Wolverine, Cal Dodd. So it seems like it's pretty Those legitimate. aren't real names, Nick. Probably not. R- Rogue and Wolverine sound more common than Cal Dodd and Lenore Zahn. What? I'm, I'm trying to... Th- Zahn sounds like a, a last name I've never heard in my life, but Dodd, I feel like... like why do I feel like... Those I've aren't real people. Those, those are aliens. This is coming right after the disclosure period. These are the first um, aliens to touch down and make contact. Is that is that what you're telling me? Uh, that's... that's Apparently, that's what I'm telling you, yes. But either way, the person... The, the being that voices Rogue and the being that voices Wolverine have said this. So it's great. Hey, that's a great sign. If you don't need... I know... With the X-Men, the animated series, we've talked about it a ton, like how it's awesome. It's great to have it coming back in a new form. Um, well, I mean, my Disney question, is and- it is it back, though? Because we haven't – I when, when you put this note in there, I was very confused. I thought you were referencing season one, the reboot of the X-Men animated series here. So when you said season two, we haven't gotten anything regarding season one, not even a, a trailer right. or a release date or anything like that. So, And again, like you said, this is – how can it begin recording? Like when, when did it start recording? Uh, you know, obviously it's not going on at the moment. Mm, right. Yeah. Well, one would think it, it, but my thing is that if, if, okay. So under the assumption that these two actors are saying like something that's truthful, I don't know why we haven't gotten X-Men 97 already. I forget when the timing was supposed to be on that one for the first season, but if I don't doubt that they've already like that it doesn't seem out of the realm of possibility that season two, could already have begun recording if it has it's great i mean that's a great sign for the people how much they believe in the product that's all yeah i guess so i again i I don't really know what to what to make out of this show me something for the first season before i get excited for season two you know this this seems a little bit like putting the uh the horse before the cart no cart before the horse there we go in fairness yeah but at the same time it's also like x-men anime the animated series you have people like from the original show involved so i would think like it's like they, they there's reason that they're going to renew it for the second season already. One would one would think. 
I, I want to see a source on this, Nick. Show me your sources. Where where are you getting this information from? Wes, is, it's from the voice of Rogue and Wolverine. Well, Those yeah, but where do they say it? They they tweeted about it. Oh, did like, they? Yeah. Lenore, Lenore's on, like, so, like was it X, X-Men updates, I think, or whatever it was, tweeted it out. And then Lenore's on, like, confirmed it on her on her Twitter account, like, quote tweeted it and said something. Uh, I don't uh, yeah, know. That I feels... This feels like, I don't know, this feels like it's in violation of a lot of things. If it's begun recording during the strike and they just, they just retweeted it recently, you also can't even promote shows that are being out there. So is that is that considered promote? That seems a, like a violation twofold. Oh, maybe it is. But I'm looking at the tweet right here. X-Men updates, they're, they're like I think something aggregating it. And they said it was via um, Cal Dodd and Lenore Zahn. And then Lenore's on. Heck yeah, Sugar. We, it's because she's um, rogue, of course. We've started, and I think you're gonna love it. So interesting. I thought you yeah. were talking about like that. You, I think you were trying to say like those are like their stage names, like because I would no. Well, I, I also think those are fake names. Yeah, they're, they're not real yeah. people. But I was also wondering where they said this too. Okay, yeah. The Lenore. The, oh, I guess I didn't link it to it all. I don't know. I don't have any record of Dodd saying it. Um, but I do with Lenore Zahn. Cal Dodd sounds like the, uh, like bastard stepchild of Superman. Cause, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, he sounds like he's someone from the Superman universe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Dodd Zod. Yep. Lenore Zahn is, is like someone from like an intergalactic planet or something like that. Intergalactic Federation. That, Maybe. That, that's for sure. Uh, we're going to do something a little bit different here. Whoa, what's going on? Hold on a second here. Two, two bitches. The train has arrived to the station early. We're going to do things because just because it's such a light news week this week, we don't really have a whole lot going on. Quite frankly, we don't have a whole lot going on in a discharge depot. We're just going to combine those segments. Uh, maybe maybe put them in a union. Who knows? That's a callback. Oh. Uh, but you kind of referenced it a little bit earlier. So over over the weekend, you uh, you had a little little bit of a marathon movie run. Yes, uh, we've done a couple of these before. Uh, the, the future misses and I. We've done Harry Potter. We've done Final Destination, and now we have done Lord of the Rings, and that does include The Hobbit. And as someone who in the past felt like, yeah, you know, The Hobbit, not not really that good. And, and I still liked the third one. I enjoyed the first and second a lot more. I still prefer the Lord of the Rings, the, the you know, Viggo Mortensen movies more. Um, and watching those, man, this time around, I've never gotten so emotional watching the Lord of the Rings. I've never got I don't know if I've ever got anything but like like goosebumps from the shit that happens. In it. And I got like emotional watching this. I was, I was blown away. So. Um, a lot of fun. It is not easy to do that though. Like to do the marathon, like in general, they're not, did you do it over one day or over the course of the weekend? Yeah. I don't think you can't, you can't do it over, uh, you can't do it over. Well, well, it's probably what? 12 hours. It's yeah. I think you're right. I think it's 12 hours. So yeah, I guess you could, but it's nine hours, you know, nine and a half, 10 hours. Yeah. No, no, no. It's definitely, um, there's three movies, right? Or or did you do the Hobbit as well? No, the Hobbit was first, and yeah. then we did the other one. And the other ones, uh, the, so the Lord of the Rings. If you we didn't do the extended cuts, that was nine hours, nine plus, it might have been ten. Um, each one was at least three hours long. The Hobbit is all under three, I think. I think it's like two and a half for each one. But we did extended cuts on those, so I was a little less. So like, 
that would be the one thing I would change is go back and do the extended cuts for Lord of the Rings instead of The Hobbit. But mm, mm-hmm, that adds mm-hmm. an hour on to each movie for Lord of the Rings. It doesn't do that for The Hobbit. So I don't know. I, I commend your both of your abilities to be able to sit and commit to that. Uh, just one of the movies, let alone all of them. I don't think I could I could just sit there for that at this at this point, even even like before the baby and stuff. So I, I really mm-hmm. commend that even like at nighttime, like I'm, I'll either be on my phone scrolling through to be able to be like fully locked in like that, you know, was the well, I mean, I definitely like had moments where I looked at my phone or something like that just because like texts or whatever have come through. But did you was the last was the last full length movie that you felt like I'm fine with this being three hours? Is it was it Endgame? I don't know. That's a tough question. I forget what's what's three hours now and what what that's isn't. Fair. You know, that's, that's uh, I, I guess, you know, just put on the spot like that. I would say that that's, you know, it, it would be endgame. But I don't know. I know going into I was, that. I was OK you... with the Irishman being four hours. You're not serious. No, no, I didn't think so. I was like, wait a minute. No, you're not. OK. Once, yeah. once upon a time in Hollywood. Is that three hours? Uh, probably. Right. That's probably yeah. or pushing close to it. I'm OK with that. Um, I just remember you saying with um, Endgame, like, I don't care how long it is. Like, that was, and, and ever since then, I felt like it, you cared more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, because, again, because that, that's like a, a big season, like, series finale in some yeah. ways, you know, so it's, 100%. Uh, you know, I, I wanted to give it all its landing space there, but yeah. Once um, upon a time did... at the end of the, I mean, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is two hours and 41 minutes. Okay, all right, but yeah, yeah. I don't know. So I don't know what the last three hour movie that I saw was maybe Avatar. That didn't have to be three hours. There you go. Yeah. But see, that's what I mean. Like that was the, the I think Endgame was the last one that I remember you yeah. saying like nothing about the length, like when it, with it being a long movie, because obviously three hours is long. Two and a half hours is long. That was the last one. I remember you saying it doesn't feel long unless Top Gun was two and a half hours. Anyways, I digress. Is it, we're, we're like, who cares? Yeah. Now, now we're splitting hairs there. Yep. Um, yeah, I think I did nothing. I was just I was just in dad mode all weekend. So discharge depot, pretty pretty lame-o, uh, stinky winky uh, weekend for me there. Um, but yeah, just yeah, nothing nothing exciting for the people. It's just exciting within my own life, you know. There you go. That's all I care about. Uh, but yeah, we're gonna switch over now to uh, the comic book minute, and then and Nick also say say goodbye ah, to the good folks on choice. Twitter uh as as we're going to end our stream there but for those of us following along on twitter uh hop over to our youtube at cmm podcast um and, and check us out for the rest of the episode here yes and uh we are doing the comic book minute you did already play this andre got thrown off there for a second um so big marvel week huge uh we got uncanny avengers issue one dark x-men issue one so this is all the post hellfire gala 2023 uh x-men stories stuff that i'm definitely going to be checking out i don't know if i'll check check them all out by the time we do tldr this week but i have already read daredevil 14 this is the end of chip zadarsky's run and he definitely goes out on a great note um really enjoy i mean he's chip zadarsky's one of the best in the business no question about it and he's done an outstanding job with daredevil over the past like four years so i if you haven't read all of Zdarsky's stuff, I, I highly recommend go back, check it out. If you need more information on it, Joe has talked about it on TLDR. But I know it says, I'm saying Daredevil 14, but he did a whole nother run. Then he had an event, and then he did these last couple arcs, last few arcs for the character. But he really left everything in, in a on a in a great position. I really enjoyed it, and I'm excited for what happens next, um, whenever that is. And trying to keep it spoiler-free, Wes. 
With uh, TLDR this week, we are doing an all-image comics episode. Joe and I both got a couple of image books that we are going to be discussing. But yeah, but but in terms of like single issues coming out, definitely a big-time Marvel week. All right, good stuff here. Now we're going to, uh, you know, I don't really have a, a sounder for this next clip here, but it, it's going to be the top summer blockbusters by decade here. <laughs> All right, we'll, we'll, we'll cut it off there. We know how we feel about Vanilla Ice, but, you know, still have it on the board. I think that's a that's a, a good song. Maybe that came out in the summertime. Who knows? It works. Probably. Play for what we're doing. Yeah, yeah, I think so here. So here's what we're going to do. I'm going to share my screen. We're going to add that in here. Uh, and again, this is going to be a little bit of a, a visual uh, podcast here. So hop over to our YouTube page, smash that like button, hit the subscribe button, do uh, whatever you got to do, ring the bell, all that good stuff. But uh, so we're going to be doing <laughs> our uh, summer block, top summer blockbusters, uh, kind of in a tiered ranking, but within the decades here. So uh, as you can see, we have our 1980s, 1990s, 2000s, 2010s, and 2020s, you know, for the first three years or so. But there's already some good uh, selections yeah. here. So uh, we'll, we'll definitely run through it. I think I'm going to say we go from the bottom and start, for, you know, go up to the top. Like yep. Drake says, we all got to start somewhere. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, and then then we'll, we'll rank them within here. So uh, I'm going to nominate number one. Back to the future. Back okay. to the future here. Marty McFly, uh, Doc Brown, all that good stuff here. You know, this started off not only uh, Back to the Future Part 2, but Back to the Future Part 3. So uh, a lot of good things here. Very fun movie. Not that much action pack. Just a cool concept, and it was kind of really ahead of its time. Uh, I believe that was like 1985, I want to say. Uh, but, yeah, just a lot of cool concepts. Um and, and again, just like the action stuff and the stuff that's going on with, with like the Nazis and everything, like I can kind of kind of leave it there. But um, everything about uh, uh, Marty McFly, the why can't I? My, Michael J. Fox is yep. is awesome there and Christopher Lloyd for that matter. So this is your number one. Well, I'm just going to nominate. Where do you think we should have it here? <sighs> OK, I feel like there's a pretty definitive number one here. Um, and it's not that I would think this could be no, in my opinion, no higher than three. Okay. I think, I think that's fair. I think we'll put it in the top three. Maybe I can sway another way. And, and, you know, we're, we're kind of making up the rules as we go along, but I think after yeah. we solidify each decade, uh, we get like one veto, one, uh, uh, move up, one move down, that sort of okay. thing. And I'm keeping notes on my end too, Wes, so that way we uh, on a separate doc, so that way we, um, in case we get confused anywhere, we know where we tried to put it. Um, all right, so I'm going to nominate again. We're staying in the '80s, and I, I, I this is interesting too because I know in the across the DSG we do a lot of tier stuff, but we've never done like tiers within tiers. Yes, it's, this uh, is it's, it's like an Inception episode right now. Yes, which. Um, which may or may not um, be coming up <laughs> later on in this conversation. Foreshadowing. Yeah, I'm planting a seed about look, Inception right now within the tiered, tiered rankings. Look at you. Wow. Blowing blow minds here. Unbelievable. All right. So I'm going to bring up what I think is the definitive number one of the 80s, Wes. And I know you're not as big of a Star Wars guy as I am, but mm. I feel like Empire Strikes Back. I mean, looking at what Star Wars became, looking at how successful it was then. And it's considered like I 
will be I'm quick to say like you know the original Star Wars movie as much as I love it in gen and I know it's a different time and everything it's not like the greatest piece of cinema I've ever seen but Empire you can't really argue that Empire's you know great story simple story executed very well a lot of cool ideas uh building off of the hype of of uh um geez why uh, episode why why can't I think of the first one right now New Hope thank you geez uh, building off a new hope there. Um, I, I can't, I can't be mad at this. You got, you got everyone in, in the snow suits and everything. That, that was such a cool uh, toy phase, you know, very marketable. Um, I, 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 this is firmly number one, in my opinion. Okay, good. All right. Glad we're on the same page on that one. All right. All right. So the other one here, this one can get, get a little bit tricky. I think the other one, could go a couple different ways, uh, but I'm going to go with George, George Lucas's or Steven Spielberg's, I should say, uh, Indiana Jones. Well, I guess it's both of them uh, and the Raiders of the Lost Ark. I think I think Lucas gets the top two spots here. I think it's classic uh, you know, action adventure movie. You got Harrison Ford, you know, kind of riding off the hype of, of Star Wars and everything that brought um, again, George Lucas, Steven Spielberg product. Very. You put me into like an action adventure, uh, world bounding type of mystery. Uh, I, I'm I'm here for it. Uh, yeah. I, I like even Uncharted. I like the National Treasure movies. These all kind of are, are cut from the Indiana Jones cloth. Yeah, and while I like Indiana Jones, I don't love him like some people do. Like my brother really liked Indiana Jones a lot as a kid. Um, but I do think that you have to put this for like when you're considering the age. I know. We, you know, objectivity is not the most important thing when you and I are talking about this stuff, but I do think like it's pretty clear this is like Indiana Jones was just huge for this time. So, yeah, two, two does make the most sense for me. Yeah. And, and again, the other one I was thinking of, we'll see what you bring up, but there was another one that I, that I had in mind that could, uh, that maybe could bump uh, back to the future, but um, we'll, we'll get to it. We'll see if yeah, we'll get to it. I'm really curious what that is because I, like I said, I think back to the future at best is number three, but it could move down. Um, for me, see, I know, uh, I know how you feel about Top Gun, but I don't love it. And I kind of feel like it should be the bottom of this list. Um, it's, it's tough. I would stand? say it's w w with the other options that we have there. I, I would say bottom two is okay. one other that, that comes to mind. Uh, okay. Well, let's put a second yeah. to last then. For now, let's see. Let's see, because I could be. It's so tough too, because I get it, because it's cheesy, and you get so much of that Americana cheese, which I think is what it leans into, which is what Top Gun Maverick certainly recaptured, uh, and that reboot sequel that they had. Uh, was was it a year ago? Two years ago now? Last year. Um, yeah. So you know, Tom Cruise is great. Like we said, he's like probably the the best, most bankable action star. Uh, that we have the rock for example he, he was another uh yeah there, the rocks you know? a, rocks a good one yeah i mean i'm not necessarily dying to see I'm not same with tom cruise i'm not like i have to see it if these two guys are in it but it's like you know people i feel like the average person there's a good baseline for him yeah the rock may be the one actually because he's really cashed in on it so much so yeah so we have nine movies for the 1980s so that will put top gun maverick right now at number eight yeah um, I, i'm okay with it and the other the other movie here uh that i was going to nominate that was between for number two spot was et mm -hmm. um again so. steven spearboard project so monumental right et phone home with the uh 
was was it the M&Ms or the Skittles that that, he, that Drew Barrymore was having? Oh you know, I can't, shoot! I can't I can't remember which one it is. Bad product placement right there. But however, you know, you get the finger pointing. You know, you get uh, Reese's pieces. Reese's pieces. Oh, that's, so none good. of them. None of them. That's, that's I love Reese's pieces, man. It's like Loki. Like Bunch of Crunch is my favorite uh, movie candy. But I Reese's pieces is my number two. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I like a uh, peanut butter M and M's better than the Reese's Pieces. They're not bad, but it's it's a it's a better ratio. They're a little bit of a bigger, more ball like instead of like a flattened sphere. So you, so we're talking peanut butter M and M's, not peanut M's, peanut butter. No peanut butter M and M's. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. See, I like peanut butter, but like it's just like for me with Reese's Pieces, it's just the right amount of peanut butter. So oh, no, give, give me all the peanut butter. Love it. Love it. There, there we go. Nevertheless, there's a lot of iconic moments, certainly an iconic movie here. But when I think of like summer blockbusters, I tend to think more action, uh, which is what back to the future Indiana Jones had. So I, I, I don't know. I'm kind of, it could be three. I want to say it's four just because I feel like I, I like back to the future more. That's, mm-hmm. that's probably my only reason why. Yeah, no, that's fair. That's totally fair. Like I, it's, I mean, I, and I like it more too. So I tend to agree. All right. So eat, but I think that, that could be really interchangeable. You know, if someone said that's number, I think they can make the argument for number one, but definitely two, three, four on ET. You, you know what I mean? Mm. I wouldn't necessarily shortchange them, but that, I, I think I'm good at four. You're good at four. Okay. All right. Um. I'm, okay. Oh, so hmm. what's your ET at four? All right. Hmm. I'm curious. I don't know about. With Die Hard, I don't know if I want to go there. I I need to know what your other one is for for the last two spots. Is it Ghostbusters? I know it's right there right now. I don't know if that's just no. It's, it's, it's Die Hard. It is Die Hard. Okay. Yeah. Hot take. I like Die Hard with a Vengeance the most out of the the, the whole Die Hard series. Is that four? Uh, it's third. It's with uh, Samuel L. Jackson. They're in New York. Okay. I'm not gonna fight you on this. I mean, obviously, we're talking about, like, the cream of the crop with these movies. So, it's like, you know, it's the worst one of, like, you know, amazing movies. Um, and, and my other reason is is that people don't even want to claim it as a summer blockbuster movie. They want to claim it as a Christmas movie. So, like, you know, while, while in reality, uh, it's, it's, a, it's a summer blockbuster movie, with the Christmas setting and this, this propaganda push online that happens every year – about Die Hard being a Christmas movie, I'm not sure in good faith that I can just, I don't want to reward either or. You, you know what mm. I mean? The movie just kind of gets ruined for me. Have we done a debate on whether or not Die Hard is a Christmas no, movie? No, and I do not want to do that. <laughs> I do not want to, absolutely not. <laughs> okay. Is a hot dog a sandwich, huh? <laughs> Tune in next week. We should, we should do it. We should do an episode of cliched debates. Oh, was, maybe maybe that's it, and, and take it like really serious. Uh, maybe 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 we'll do that w- when you're gone here. Who knows? We, oh, if, if we do, okay. If you do that without while I'm gone, that would actually be a great gift because I would love to listen to you and whoever wants to argue with you about that. And not because also, Lord knows that if I did it with you, like after last time when we weren't supposed to be debating, it's mm. going to get ugly. Yeah, uh, that's true. <laughs> that's true. All so, right, but, but the diehard. So are, are you good with that being uh, with at, that. The, at the end there? Yeah, I'm fine with it. I like it more than Top Gun personally, but I'm fine with it where it is. Um, and I'm pretty fine with where Ferris Bueller's Day Off and Ghostbusters are in general, like being in this middle area. It's Batman where I would give that the edge over E.T., 
um, from a personal standpoint, but also like E.T.'s legendary. So I get it. I hear you. Batman do- does have more of an impact on my life personally than E.T., although I, I owned E.T. and watched it many a time. Mm, yeah, so I mean, you know, was, we we own the podcast. We're we're making the rules here, huh? Let's let's put Batman up to number four. I, I'd put it at number four. Is I but like if you watch ET that much and it's that important to you, then I understand it being four. That's my only thing. No, because now now that I'm talking to through Ferris Bueller's Day Off means more to me than ET. Okay, that, that, and Ferris Bueller's Day Off means more to me than ET. Okay, so now we're, we're just we're just working through this here. Okay, yeah. this, but this is teamwork here, is, and I love yeah. Go- Ghostbusters. I think again, very unique idea, very unique concept, executed pretty well. Yeah. Um, who who's the guy who writes all the movies? Harold. Um, uh, Ramis. Hey, no, Harold Ramis. Yeah. So he's in it. You got Dan Aykroyd. You got Bill Murray. Right. So it's like a lot of a lot of uh, high high average uh, actors there. Yeah. Um, coming through so i i love that i almost feel like uh it's doing a disservice but for those listening at home our 1980s uh uh tiered uh summer blockbuster list is empire strikes back indiana jones raiders of the lost ark uh back to the future at number three batman 89 at four ferris bueller's day off at five et at six ghostbusters seven top gun eight and die hard nine I feel good about that list. It's Honestly, tough. I mean, that's an that's a loaded lineup there. You're talking about the 2003 Red Sox right there with Bill Bill Miller batting eighth or ninth. You know, like you got some quality movies on the back end there. Dude, the problem is they got Tim Wakefield closing. So that's true. Yeah, that, that's a problem. That could be a problem. <laughs> uh, okay, so let's let's shift up to uh, the 1990s. So this might be more near and dear to our heart. Uh, Nick, why don't you uh, nominate the first movie? In a way, it is, but in a way, this is also going to be one of the tougher ones um, for us for for a couple different reasons. So there are definitely some holes for me here in in terms of like how long it's been since I've watched the thing, or have I watched the thing? Um, and I, we got to be honest with this stuff. So I, all right, I guess you know what? Mm, okay, I'm not going to give it lower than any of the other ones, but I have no problem if this moves to the bottom of the list. Um, but I'm going to start there, Wes. I'm going to go with Forrest Gump. Obviously, at the is, bottom, not the very bottom. Um, just I need to do the math real quick. But because I don't, because I again, I haven't seen Armageddon, I haven't seen Face Off, and I haven't seen Point Break. So that's three. And I don't know how many movies we have in this grouping. Is it ten? I think for this one. Yes. Yep. So put it at six. If it moves down to ten, I'm fine with that. Look, I like Forrest Gump. But where we talk about movies being really long, like there is no rewatchability <laughs> on this movie for me. I enjoyed it the first time around, but also it's like the hype was always just like, it's always one of those things where it's like, it's good, but like, okay, all right, like just let it go. It kind of insists upon itself after yes. that point, certain point. It's like the Sopranos right at a certain point. I hear you. I think for me, Forrest Gump is one of those movies that I can easily get Shawshanked. If I see it on TV, it doesn't matter hmm. what part of the uh, movie that it's on. I can always pick it up and watch for a couple of minutes there. And I think, I think that's huge. I think, I think the rewatchability is high just to, oh. but to be able to sit through it all uh, in, in one sitting, you know, like I think that, is uh that's where the disconnect is for got it okay all right so that's where we're on okay got it okay cool so so are you fine with six or do you feel like well well i i think we can leave it there for now and then just kind of see how everything else goes i think that's a good a good starter there though i'm gonna go right for the top though i'm I'm going for the head uh it's jurassic park number one there's two movies that i think of on this list for the 1990s 
uh, summer blockbuster. Uh, Jurassic Park is one, again, groundbreaking idea. Steven Spielberg, no one does it better for creature features and that sort of thing. Um, amazing, amazing stuff. Great cast uh, where you have, uh, what, oh, I can't remember anyone's name today, Nick. Um, who, who is, who's the guy from the MCU and Thor? Uh, uh, MCU and Thor. Oh, um, oh, why, why can't I, I think it's the apartments.com guy. He's the yeah. fly. It is uh, Jeff Goldblum. Jeff Goldblum. Thank you, Nick. He's amazing in this with his chaos theory. Dr. Ian Malcolm. I can remember the character's name, but I can't remember <laughs> the actor's name. Um, all, so, so much great stuff about it. And of course you got sweet dino action. Mm-hmm. Of course. Um, yeah, I have no, I have zero problem with this being number one. I think I didn't know which one to put number one, honestly, like uh, how, how I felt about this grouping. Um, so well, in full I, disclosure, just like you said, you hadn't seen a couple of movies uh, in this, in this bracket here. I haven't seen T2, uh, which is a huge blind spot for this, this category. Yes. And, and that's one I haven't seen in a long, long ass time. Um, I, you know, in the interest of, um, and just since we're talking about it and getting it out of the way, I do think that this, I have, I definitely have this ahead of um, Forrest Gump and I do have it ahead of speed. And I know we're going to make some movement because you haven't seen that one. And then there's other movies too that you feel differently about. I want to put judgment day though at four right now. It's the best Terminator movie. It's like, it's like, it's I iconic. Did, I yeah. remember the arcade game that you were yes. able to play there. You know, yes. I, I dressed up like the Terminator for Halloween one year, one of my favorite costumes. It was half, you know, half uh cyborg uh, robot face. And then they gave you putty uh, for your real face that you could put on. So it looked like it was blown off with a gunshot wound. Uh, it mm-hmm. was very, very cool. Very complex. I loved it. It was great. Great splurge by my parents that year. So, <laughs> Cultural impact uh, aside, I'll be back. You know, that's that's huge. Yeah, of course. Yeah, so I feel comfortable putting it at four, but I understand it may move around a little bit for us. No, you know, I, I think I'm okay with that. It might move up uh, one. I'd be happy with that. Um, but we'll discuss it because my number two is exactly where it is right now. And that's Independence Day. The top two movies that I, I think of in the 1990s. It's Independence Day and Jurassic Park. I've talked about this a couple times on the podcast, but they had – Great marketing campaigns that totally psyoped me as a kid where they did uh, promotional news broadcasts that looked very real, talking about an alien invasion, showing like the uh, alien uh, ship moving over, you know, uh, the White House and and, uh, the Empire State Building and all that stuff. And I'm like, oh, my God, this is real. This is happening. They did it like it was like a Saturday night, 8 p.m. I remember my dad was working. My brother was babysitting me. Uh, and, and I was like freaked out, couldn't go to sleep. Mm. Uh, so aside from that, again, very cool movie. Uh, the president of the United States is hashtag my president uh, in this movie. One of the greatest speeches of all time, whether real or fake. Um, Independence Day. Okay. Two. I'm fine with that. Yeah. We we did. A, uh, was it um, was it an American like Americana debate that we did? Was it Patriots Day versus Independence Day? Is that right? Oh, I don't know. The Patriot, the Patriot, excuse me. The Patriot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I think we did do that. That was was a good idea. I forgot about that one. That was a good callback. Yeah, that's, it's bad. That was, I was in forever at the time. So that might have been, I think that was two years ago that we did that one, not Mm -hmm. to timestamp things. Um, All right. So the last one that I can really speak to well um, is probably Titanic. And obviously, it's made a shit ton of movie. Uh, money, excuse me, and um, it's it's still like debate the 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 debate about Rose 
and her being able to have Jack like, you know, lie on the, the board with her and whatever in the freezing cold water is still a thing that's debated to this day. Um, on all that, I'm comfortable putting this. I personally am comfortable putting this ahead of Forrest Gump at um, at number five. I don't know how you feel about it. See, I think this is a bottom movie for me because, again, mm-hmm. when I think of like, yes, it made a lot of money. It was a whole huge cultural impact. You know, my heart will go on, you know, standing at the the the, the bow of the ship. Right. Uh, with your arms out there, you know, like there's so many kind of like real life memeable moments from this. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I think of the summer blockbuster, it's not a dramatic love story. Mm hmm. One of the first, although what I will say though about it, one of the first movies that I remember that was two VHSs. That's right. Mm-hmm. The wow. double VHS. Wow, I forgot about that. Okay. Maybe the first set of boobs I saw in my life. Wow. Oh, maybe. Well, alrighty then. So, where do you think it should be? I think it should be in the bottom. I think it should be at the the, the very end. But okay, where, where well, do you the, think here? The I I think I'd say let's compromise and put it at. Eight. Okay. Mm, yeah. yeah let's put it eight. Okay. I can take. We'll, seven. we'll put it at seven to see what happens but here. The, okay? You're gonna have to take the uh, take the wheel on these these next ones because Face Off is the only one that I've seen, but it's like I haven't seen it in a long ass time. Face Off, huge action movie. It, I love it. It's, I feel like it's more of a cult classic. Again, you got John Travolta, you got Nicolas Cage. One's a detective, the other is a is a co- or is a, a criminal career criminal and they're uh, kind of a, t- a terrorist to be honest with you and they literally take his face off and they swap it very mm-hmm. interesting concept great action scenes again i think it's a little bit more of a cult classic i'm okay with putting this behind the titanic okay then we got um where do you want to go next i mean armageddon's there too Armageddon. So I, I, I'm okay with moving, like I said t- before, Terminator 2 up to number three, just because of the iconic status of Arnold Schwarzenegger in the leather jacket. I'll be back. Yeah. All that stuff, right? Um, and it's, an again, one of the most bankable action movie stars. So even though I haven't seen it, I feel comfortable uh, taking that liberty there. But Armageddon, sneaky great movie. Now, it kind of ran up around the same time where they did all these uh disaster duel movies like you had armageddon and deep impact and then you had dante's peak and inferno you know a couple of these movies that were like that there so but of i think the natural disaster movies armageddon might be the best uh bruce willis awesome uh you get you got ben affleck in there good stuff you know kind of get the nice romantic scene with Liv tyler with the uh, uh animal crackers on the belly uh also i think this was aerosmith's first number one song Oh, really? I think so. I think that was their, really? their only for number one song. Yeah, it's kind of surprising, but I think that was a bit of trivia from uh, uh, from those days there. So I'm going to say put that at number four right now. Okay. So if I now we have three left. We have Speed, Point Break, and Twister. Personally, I so I haven't seen any of them, uh, but if I was to guess where you're going to put what, what you're going to put at the bottom, I would think it's going to be Twister. It has to be Twister. It does freak me out. We almost had a tornado, and we have we've had two tornado warnings on the last couple of weeks in our in our counties and, and the nearby counties there. So, uh, actually, a tornado touched down in uh, uh, Mattapoisa a couple of weeks. Oh, ago. that's yeah. good to hear. Yeah. So <laughs> wow, uh, that's going to go firmly down in the bottom. Although gr- it's it's a great flick, I highly recommend it. Uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman's awesome in it. Uh, John Paxton's in it. It's good stuff. Helen Hunt, very good stuff there. So. 
I uh, like that movie as well, but it's tough because I, I think we got two Keanu Reeves movies uh, that are coming up here last, Speed and Point Break. Point Break is such a cult classic. It's been rebooted, right, uh, to nominal success. Uh, Speed is also, like, th- those are really tough. If, but if I'm sitting down to watch a movie right now, it's Point Break over Speed. Because the speed, you know, once you know the premise, the rewatchability isn't that great. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, a bus can't go over 50 miles an hour or something like that, or get below 50 miles an hour. Um, you know, all right. I, I, I've been there, but point, point Break's just a good time. Uh-huh. Johnny so where, Utah? Yeah. Yes. So where are you putting these? So, okay. This is tough. All right. I'm going to put... Speed. No, we're going to go like this here. All right. So let me know so, if what you think about this here. In the 1990s, number one, Jurassic Park. Number two, Independence Day. Number three, T2 Judgment Day. Number four, Armageddon. Five, Forrest Gump. Six, Titanic. Seven, Point Break. Eight, Speed. Nine, Face Off. Ten, Twister. Okay. I can get behind that. So that's interesting how that turned out with the, a lot. So it looks like most of the ones that I picked out to like not have seen, I did okay. You're not, you're not missing much. Okay, interesting. But I definitely like. So I do. I do need to amend uh, the, the, this situation. And, and, and but anyways, we're some, moving some on. good movies to see though. You know, yes. they're they're good. That's a good problem to have. Yes, but we're moving on to the aughts because we got uh, plenty to pick from there. Mm, yes okay so and this is where like the the superhero phase really starts in here so we got mm. uh the uh, we got the first iron man we have spider-man uh Raimi spider-man there uh we have the dark knight and we have the avengers and i'm curious where to go and we have a couple comedies here too which is a uh, uh outside of ferris bueller's day off of first yeah um, um so I'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna do the dark knight first i'm gonna nominate the dark knight and i'm gonna put it at one I think that's fair. It's still debated as the best comic book movie of all time. I mean, as much as Endgame and Infinity War were amazing, and then you have obviously the new the Batman was great, um, and then Logan mm-hmm. is awesome too. Like for this to hold up in such a way that it does against the others, and Iron Man is great, and Spider Man is great too. But it's like this really like of that of this generation though that was the best of the bunch and. This is a decade where superhero movies were huge. Yeah. And, you know, of, of course, kind of putting Raimi's Spider-Man trilogy aside, 2008 uh, is really what kind of launched off this whole superhero genre with the success of Dark Knight. And I think Iron Man that was, came out fairly close to one another. Yeah. Crazy. That it's the same year. Um, all right. So we'll keep that at one. I could be swayed if, if something, if a good uh, argument comes up otherwise, but uh, I think that's a good spot to be put it. You're not going to get an argument from me. I mean, unless we work something through mentally, but I'm, I'm not going to debate that. What I am going to do though, is follow it up with number two. And it's as much as Iron Man is one of the most important movies in MCU history. And I love it. And it it's, deserves to be high on this list. I am going to put Spider-Man ahead of it at number two. Yeah, I can't. I can't argue with that. I think at that time, you know, I think you could even make an argument for Spider-Man Two being in this over uh, mm-hmm. the first Spider-Man. Yep. Um, 
However, uh, we can kind of use this as a proxy for both, like the, the Spider-Man franchise as a whole. You know, yes. kind, of, kind of use that there. But we've also debated which Spider-Man is better of the Raimi Spider-Man two. Not not talking about Spider-Man three. Sadly, to you. I know you wanted that. That's true. That's a good point. I did. I did kind of push hard for. I do love Spider-Man three. There, I love emo emo Peter Parker. But I do love uh, the original Spider-Man. Great villain. Um, obviously, kind of coming back into the fold here with No Way Home. Uh, but really, really, like. I think uh, Toby Maguire does a great job of capturing what, albeit an older <laughs> Peter Parker, just through uh, his his natural age. He, he, I think he captures that dorkiness uh, and that kind of like boy next door type of feel that Peter Parker has. Yeah, and then when it comes to this too, it's like you had Blade, then you had the X Men, then you had Spider Man in terms of like these big blockbuster movies, and Spider Man mm -hmm. was really where it you know, took a huge huge step from those first two as much as I, I love those first two um and then obviously by the end of the decade you have dark knight iron man avengers it's crazy how much it grew but without spider-man like we don't like that's like there's like cornerstones or whatever for like the superhero genre movies and spider-man is absolutely one of them absolutely uh my number three here i'm gonna go with a comedy i'm gonna go with anchorman uh, at number three, again, uh, I think personal uh, impact here. I think I went to go see this movie twice in theaters, cracked up both times while seeing it. Uh, also at the point where this hits us, this 2000 era of movies, um, you know, I think it's really helped kind of shape uh, who we are as individuals, right? Just like music would. Uh, but Anchorman, I mean, how many lines could you pull here that, that you just kind of recite with your buddies and everyone cracks up with, right? Yeah. You know, like, I love lamp or, you know, or, <laughs> take take your set, you know, 60% of the time it works every time, you know, whatever it is. Uh, this is one of the more quotable comedies of all time. Um, and, and really just this, this might be Will Ferrell's peak. I, I think I use love. I love lamp more than the average person should. Um, but yes, I agree. Like this, as much as Iron Man is going to be high on this list, I do think Anchorman deserves to, as like the, the, the number one comedy of this era be in the top three. It's and it's Will Ferrell's. Like, I think most people would say it's this and Step Brothers. as much as I love Talladega Nights. I can't deny that. I think Talladega Nights deserves to be in the conversation with those two. Um, but Anchorman, of course, is is one of the best. Yeah, when I think of like if I'm comparing uh comedic great comedic actors, right, in their catalog, like Adam Sandler very clearly has Happy Gilmore, uh uh and, and Billy Madison, right? I think that's kind of the consensus top two movies. But then like I also really love uh uh Mr. Deeds or Big Daddy. I feel like that's what Talladega Nights is. It's like not in that top tier, but it's like mm second tier for for will ferrell movies yeah yeah i i i seems like i'm in the um minority when it comes to um when it comes to talladega nights although christopher nolan apparently loves it i talk tweets about that's that true apparently. yeah yeah absolutely there um, um number four what do we got for or or what's your next nomination well you know we're gonna keep going in this order it seems like the board's just kind of clear to us right now i think at number four as again we're talking about iron man but avengers is kind of getting like left behind in the conversation but it deserves to be at number four because as much as Iron Man, again, is huge for the MCU and all of comic book movies, Avengers was just a next level step because we hadn't seen a crossover like this yet. Um, we'd seen a team in the X-Men, but we hadn't seen, you know, people who were in other movies then, you know, merge into another movie together. Um, it's just, it's, you know, it set the stage for what 
the MCU became and like it's just crossover after crossover after crossover. So it doesn't start it doesn't happen without the Avengers. No, a- absolutely. I'm okay with this at four too. And and when you talk about it, like when you actually had the post credit teasers and it meant something and you got like excited for it, this is what they were teasing. And you're like, oh my God, I can't believe that you see the you see the trailer for it. And they're like, oh, they're actually gonna do it. This is gonna be awesome. Mm-hmm. Um so I remember my excitement was was pretty high for that uh for that as too. Um, so yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm okay with that at the Avengers. Um, I'm going to do a cop-out move here. Uh, I'm going to take Shrek and put it down at the bottom. I think that's fair. Um, yeah. Not a big Shrek guy. Did very well. Uh, actually, this was a, a daily dozen trivia question uh, the other day. The Counting Crows only had two, I don't know if they're number one, but, but top Billboard hits uh, in their career. And one was hanging around. The other one was accidentally in love with Shrek. So you would think like long December, Mr. Jones and me, you know, they've, they've had a couple of hits, but it's the Shrek soundtrack that gets them. That's uh, well, that's, that's something, but I, 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 I'm right now, just giving out facts about soundtracks and bands right now. Yeah. What's going on with you today? I got it. I got it's it. I got it going, but I, um, look, I, I like Shrek. Um, I like Shrek a lot when I was a kid. But when you look at this list of movies, it absolutely should be number nine. Because as much as maybe, I, uh, yeah, I don't think that there's anything. There's nothing here I'd rewatch. Maybe Saving Private Ryan, I'd rewatch Shrek before Saving Private Ryan because of the investment level. And yeah, that's, that that's it. Um, so for me, I'm gonna go back to where we were, number five. Up, this is where we're finally gonna put Iron Man. We've talked about it enough. It's Robert Downey Jr. takes over the role, sets the stage for the MCU. Now, I, I might push back on this here. Uh, this might be a small – I would go super bad number five uh, thought- in Iron Man 6. And that's uh, that's kind of at my toss-up rank right there. So, it's like again, that's a movie – Iron Man I did not see in theaters. Although, um, again, I think I was, I was a little bit late to the MCU. I think it was like the Winter Soldier, Captain America, that really got me. Hmm. Um but you know, I, I watched this movie when it came out. I liked it, and I didn't think much of you know much of it as a greater scheme of a sequel and all that other stuff. But I thought it was a really enjoyable movie. Um, it does that a good job, kind of like uh, Nolan's Batman series, uh, where it's like it's a superhero movie, but it kind of isn't. You know, kind of mm-hmm. just it's just like a normal story. But super bad, I think culturally the impact it had, the timing of it, uh, where it hit both you and I, I think it was kind of right in that sweet spot. Um, I don't know. I think that just just has a bigger impact on me. But it, it well, okay. So I think in Superbad is huge, and I, and I was waiting for it. I, I thought this might be where it was. I thought you might actually push back when in the Avengers section for Superbad as well. But to me, why? Well, I guess maybe we can sit on it a little bit more, or I don't know. We haven't used any vetoes or anything like that. I don't think we set any rules for it either. But yeah, we're just kind of making it up as we go here. Yeah, but Iron Man, like where you say, yeah, it's <laughs> super bad's more impactful for you. Iron Man, you're doing like without Iron Man, this podcast doesn't exist. Like without Robert Downey Jr. and what he did, like you know, this it's been pretty impactful, like on, on our lives, and also like looking back on it, what they were able to do from a visual standpoint in this era is huge. Like with Iron Man, it's, they, they did such a good job with this. So this, and this is also where we talk about Spider-Man, like in, in Batman too, like with the dark Knight, you have the benefit of everybody loves Batman. Everybody loves Spider-Man. Like everybody, and they all know who they are really well. You can say that about Iron Man. Now you could not say that about Iron Man in 2008. Yeah. I, I don't know. I still, I still think it's super bad. I hear what you're saying, but Okay. My life would still, you know, I, again, some of this stuff from Superbad, Anchorman, Wedding Crashers are, are huge parts of my personality. I don't even like to admit that, you know, like how, how much you actually take from 
uh, you know, those, those funny movies and just kind of incorporate those personality or those traits. Uh, yeah, it's, it's a huge part. I don't know. I, I have a tough time doing it, but okay. we'll put it, we'll put it in there. It's a tough day. It's a tough day for the troops uh, too, because I'm not sure well, now we're getting down to this battle here for the second to last spots. Yeah. Uh, what? Six and seven spots, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, seven, no, seven, seven, eight, and eight. seven, eight. seven and eight spots. Uh, we got pirates versus uh, soldiers here. This is kind of, and this is, uh, I'm not sure if we planned this, how this worked out, if this was meant to be, but I, I'm not sure if I'm ever rewatching Saving Private Ryan again. I think I've only seen it once. No, no, absolutely. Uh, it's, we support the troops, we love the troops. I think I've only watched it once. I mean, it's a great movie. Um, I'll, I'll never forget seeing Gina. No, I definitely watched it more than once because. Years later, when Dustin Pedroia came into the league, like I was like, Giovanni Ribisi and him look so much alike. It's so weird in this yeah. movie, especially. Um, they don't. I, as of, as I've aged, I don't think that anymore as much. But yeah, I really. It's also one of the few movies Giovanni Ribisi isn't a weirdo. Like he seems like he plays an odd role. He does. He, he plays these weird, quirky characters. I like him. He's good. Yeah, he is good. Um, but yeah, I, Pirates of the Caribbean for me. I mean, this is like, you know, Johnny Depp obviously at his height, and then. Um, What's what's the Kira Knightley? Orlando oh, oh Kira Knightley, Orlando Bloom. Yep. Yeah. He or the, the aughts were huge for Orlando Bloom between Lord of the Rings and this. Yeah, exactly. He cashed in well. I, I he's dating someone now. I forget who's dating. Katie Perry. Katie Perry. Yeah. Maybe they aren't. Maybe that's why I, I, I know that. Uh maybe, maybe they just divorced. I don't know. Uh, uh, I feel uh, like anyway. I just saw them in, in some new like TMZ news item or something. I saw something too. They have maybe it was the that they had a kid i know that they do maybe yeah, yeah. I, I couldn't tell you but i, yeah, I don't know i saw them doing they were doing something how's that how's that for yeah. news there we go um so we're comfortable then we're in, we're in agreement here and um and also by the way i say hello puppet and then parlay a lot parlay now especially because of my line of work but like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but yeah anyways um so that works back- out i think the only thing i would i i would would have wished i add to the list was wedding crashers but I was trying to choose between uh, which Will Ferrell movie to have, Anchorman or Wedding Crashers. Gotcha. It's not Will Ferrell per se, but you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, the the, the group, the buddies. Yeah. Um, but the only, yeah, that would have been that would have been another tough one because I would have, I would have felt, hmm. Well, you know, it's not on the list, so it doesn't matter. But put Superbad ahead of Iron Man. If it's like that much of your personality, like we already have two superhero movies up there, I I can concede that. Uh, we'll, we'll see. We'll see if there, we got any last minute changes here before, uh, okay. when it's all said and done. So let, let, let's go ahead to the 2010s. Uh, and this is a little bit of a light category, albeit, uh, I just got a little bit of tired of searching for, uh, cover arts here to add in here. So that's laziness <laughs> on my part. So, uh, but we got a couple of the Avengers movies in here. Uh, we have Avengers Endgame and Avengers Infinity War, uh, X-Men Days of Future Past, Jurassic World, uh, Civil War, uh, Harry Potter and the Deathly Hollows Part 2, Inception, and Mad Max Fury Road. Which one do you want to start with? Here? This is this is interesting. Um, hmm, okay. I think the one, two spot. I th- okay. I think one, two, three are like unquestionable. It's just a matter of where they fall with one another. And then I think the bottom two are also unquestionable. It's just a matter of where those two fall. Um, may I pair? the last two together and see how you feel yes yep okay i think the last two are jurassic world and mad max fury road i'm okay with mad max fury road being at the end there we go uh because i i just wasn't that big on it people said that was like their their best movie they've ever seen 
Uh, I really I just, like it. I, I missed it. It was it just didn't do anything for me. Gotcha. I really like the the grittiness of it and the the nastiness of it. Um, it looked great. It was it, it was really shot well. It's uh, Tom Hardy and Charlize Theron, and mm-hmm. I thought and mm-hmm. I think they're great. But when I look at the rest of this list, it's the only other one that to me is like close is and I like Jurassic World a lot, but I think this is that's the only other one that's in the same ballpark. Everything else kind of blows it out of the water. Yeah, and we'll have Avengers Endgame and Infinity War as one tile here because I don't have that on. We'll, we'll group that as all one. I figure that's oh, one, two, oh. right? Is that, is that okay, sound, cool? That would no, sound totally, right. You, totally you were going to have them one, two anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So then there you go. That, well, yeah, that's that's easy enough. The only other the, the only other one that I thought was debatable, if I may bounce around on you, is uh, Inception. For in the place of uh, where I, I think that's that's the that when I thought top three, I was thinking Endgame, uh, Infinity War, and Inception. Yeah, because I think Inception does reach a broader audience, and I think it it was such a mind fuck of a of a movie that everyone was kind of talking about. It's like, oh, did you see it? You know, it, it kind of had that water cooler effect. Yes, uh, <clears throat> which it still, still does. Like, well, when yeah, up, still like I, I so I didn't see it till years later. Um. But it, it's I, I'm kind of glad I did so I could, could appreciate it in full. Um, but man, like it's it's so freaking good. And people still like, you know, when they talk about Christopher Nolan movies, it's like Inception. Like that's that's the bar to beat all the time. As much as like, you know, I like Tenet and we may talk about that later and obviously Oppenheimer. But like Inception's like from a not money standpoint, a quality standpoint still seems to be the bar. Yeah, I'm OK. I, let's do that. Let's do Avengers Endgame Infinity War 1-2 um inception three civil war four i might go harry potter five over or harry potter eight at number five um over days of future past just because again much like the much like endgame it's a culmination of a huge uh you know series finale in a lot of ways right so i think that has something to do as much as days of future past i think uh, is the bar for X-Men movies in so many ways and awesome storytelling and a great way to reboot everything and kind of pay homage to the yes. uh, original Fox X-Men while introducing the new X-Men. I thought that was really cool. Um, Harry Potter, I think it was just the culmination of everything that does it. So you put this at eight, though? Well, I think... No, number five. Oh, oh, okay. That's, Harry okay. Potter oh. eight at number five. Yeah. Uh, oh, that's where I got confused. Okay, because I was gonna say I, I would have put it. I would have considered putting it ahead of Captain America: Civil War. So I, I'm, I'm fine with it being at five. I love Civil War though. I, I love it because it's like everything that you said about Avengers. But it was just kind of refined a little bit more because mm. Avengers was good, but it was still kind of of the moment and doesn't hold up as well, right? I think when you go back, you can kind of see the cheesiness. Look no further than Captain America's suit, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and and and, and uh, Age of Ultron was you know a little bit disappointing, although some people that, that might be kind of growing, uh, kind of coming back around on a la Spider Man three. I think Civil War featured those Avengers, you know going against one another. I think that was awesome. And the, and the hangar scene. And then of course the, the uh, uh, Bucky uh, Iron Man and, and Captain America fight there. Um, top, top tier stuff. So that, that's tough, but three, four, I, I would be happy with that. I, I could do either or. Okay. I was, I was just, I, I totally misunderstood you at first. So that's my bad. Harry Potter eight, the deathly hollows part two or part one. Uh, is at number four five. Yes, 
This. Okay. Yeah, okay. We're good there. Um, right. So then we have, it leaves with X-Men Days of Future Past and Jurassic World. And it's tough because I like Jurassic World. I it too. might be my favorite, my second favorite uh, Jurassic Park movie. Mm-hmm. Might we, be. We did a we did a debate on that in some some Jurassic debate. Yeah, yeah, we did. We did. That, that, that's all saying. Good memory. Good, good clearing out the memory bank there. I like it. Yeah, Chris awesome. Pratt, awesome. You know, I mean, he he kind of fits that uh, uh, Wrangler Parks and Recreation type. You know. Actually, that's kind of a funny thing to think of is that <laughs> Andy Dwyer just like got into great shape, left Parks and Rec in Pawnee, Indiana, and mm-hmm. became like a, a, a raptor wrangler. Yeah, interesting. That is that is one way to think about it. But I, see, for me, that's I think that's definitively. So this is a grouping of eight when we put Endgame and Infinity War together. I put that definitively at seven because X-Men Days of Future Past, like you brought it up, like it's it's one of the best X-Men movies, period. Um, and also it's a huge like retcon of everything. Mm-hmm. And it's just, you, we've seen a lot of different bold stuff done in comic book movies. It's not always done. Well, um, that was done very, very well. But the beginning with Bishop and you have the Sentinel and that whole, like that whole scene and set piece they have was so cool. I, yeah. I forget who, uh, who the girl was, who was Kitty pride. who was like phasing through everything. You know, yep. it's very, very cool. And then he had, was it Warhawk? Who who's the Native American X Men? Um, there's Lone Star and there's uh, why am he, I forgetting? He's Lone in it too, you know. Like so, it, Warpath. It's a lot of cool Warpath. Thank you. Yes. Um, a lot of cool it's, things. They do a lot of really cool things here. So, if I'm not mistaken, it's Sunspot, Warpath, Iceman, Colossus, Blink, Bishop, and Kitty Pryde. Pretty there sure we go. The, oh man, first. look at look at that with the memory here. Kudos to you. What's going on today, man? I don't know. We, between That's, my memory and your your deep cuts, man, we got something going. I um, know it. I know we're we're brewing. We're brewing. We should something. make a show. We should make a show. That's what uh, we should. Do. That's a, some some may say we should. I like uh, that. Um, okay, so let's run through. So we have Avengers Endgame at one, uh, Infinity War two, Inception three, Civil War four, uh, Harry Potter and the Deathly Hollows five. Uh, uh, X Men Days of Future Past uh, six, uh, Jurassic World seven, and then Mad Max eight. Yeah, and I really do enjoy Mad Max. I think it's really cool if you like that kind of gritty stuff. Like it's, I, I, it's very well done. But it's definitively like eight, you know, seven eight on this list. And there's probably some more. You know, feel free to hit us up at CMM underscore podcast on sure. Twitter uh, for anything that we left out because we definitely left out a whole bunch, and that that was mostly due to laziness. So well, someone worked hard. At least because because in fairness, we shouldn't have, uh, you know, we shouldn't have the same amount of movies in the 2010s as we do the 2020s. Yes, that is actually very true. A little recency bias there. But regardless, but there's a lot of big money uh, movies out here that came out in the last couple of years, partly because they were the only movie out at the time yeah. uh, and other parts because just inflation and that's life. Right. This so. is an interesting grouping, the 2020s, too, because like I, I like these movies. But there are just some that like are head and shoulders above others. Um, it's an odd group. But it is. It is an odd group here. So I'll, I'm going to go with number one, Top Gun Maverick. Crazy, but I'm not like I, on this. I'm not going to fight you. Like I absolutely loved Top Gun Maverick, and I and and and, and this is some. I am someone who went into it thinking I'm not going to like this. I'm watching this for the show. We do this from time to time. We're like, one of us isn't as keen on certain things, whatever. But I really, really like Top Gun Maverick. I was blown away. 
It was it was a great movie. Uh, and again, I think it, with all the press around to kind of save with the idea of saving movie theaters and that sort of thing. Uh, top, you know, Tom Cruise and the director giving you a special message, just like they did in the Mission Impossible movie. Uh, you know, uh, I, I liked it uh, for Top Gun, didn't like it for Mission Impossible. But for what that movie kind of represented, again, a perfect callback to its original. Um, it, it did a lot of things right. There are two other options that I would consider for number one that I could be uh, swayed into, but this was my first thought. Okay. There's, um, so there's only one grouping in here that I have not seen. It's the Fast and Furious movies, which you mm-hmm. have seen or have not seen. I, I have not. I haven't seen the Fast and Furious series or Barbie for that matter. But okay. again, Barbie is such a cultural event that I think I can. It's uh, it's kind of wild how how impactful that's had. But so how do you feel about either putting Fast and Furious at the bottom or just pulling him all together? Um, I would put Yeah, we'll put it at the bottom. OK, because I, I've, I haven't seen it, uh, but I also have is. no desire to to see this one either. Um, but people love it, though. I mean, it's yeah. it it's it really is like the white trash version of Mission Impossible. <laughs> you know, like they're, oh. they're all the rejects of Mission Impossible. They just get things done. You know, they're not that's qualified to do anything. But that's one way to put it. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, I've never I mean, I, I'm, I've never really been a big fan of it. Now, looking at this list. Um, again, this is tough because like, there's some that I like more, but like, hmm, I'm going to put tenant at eight. That's what the one I wanted. I wanted to talk about. We, we like this movie. We helped keep movie theaters alive when we saw this in theaters. That's correct. We did. You're welcome, everybody. Yeah. Um, but I, I liked it, but like, it's such a mind fuck of a movie. It's hard. Like it's, it's, it's like, it's, it's interesting watch, but it's a tough one. Yeah, again, I think I, if you go back, we definitely did did a review on this. If you want to go back in the archives there, but I, I think at the time we were like, yes, I could, I understood everything what was going on. But if anyone, like, if I went to go see that with my wife and she's like, what happened in that? I couldn't explain it to her. Yeah. <laughs> Lauren and I watched it here at one point, like this year. And I told her, like, you have to, like, if we're going to watch this, you, if you want to watch this, you have to be locked in. Like, yeah. Know that. And if, like, you want to look at your phone, we need to pause the movie because you're going to get lost. And that's not a disrespect to anybody. It's just like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. And, and maybe uh, Christopher Nolan was a little too reliant upon the audience's attention uh, throughout this year. Uh, maybe, maybe almost to a fault, uh, but it's a good movie. Certainly not uh, one of his best. I, I wouldn't say it's even in like the top three or four. Um, so I, I'm okay with uh tenant being on the back end here. Okay. Now th- this is, I feel like Top Gun Maverick is comfortable number one, and you said you had two others that could go at number one. I'm curious what those end up being. But, like, go ahead, go ahead. What do you got? I'm going to go across the universe, uh, or across the Spider-Verse, I should say, at number two. Okay. Um, but, again, I could be swayed. There, there's there's three here, um, but I've only seen two of these three. So there's – that that's kind of where I'm at right here. So Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse groundbreaking kicks the summer off in a lot of ways. Um, the, the animation behind it, you know, we only have a couple of animated movies, although I think in the nineties we could have had the lion King. I think that was another big summer blockbuster. Um, but at oh, any rate, yeah. very, very good movie building upon the first one, which is also very good in its own right. I mean, go back and listen to it. Uh, this is more recent of our archives. If you want to listen to, 
uh, the Across the Spider-Verse or Into the Spider-Verse uh, reviews. Those are both pretty recent. Yeah, and this one, I mean, made a lot more money than the other one. I don't know the exact numbers. I was just trying to find them quick, but I couldn't. But yeah, this is, the animation on this is next level. So in my heart, like this is probably my favorite movie on this list, but I have no problem putting Top Gun ahead of it. The, so I'm assuming your other number one is Barbie. Yeah. 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 And, and that's again, like, just for its impact and everything. Like, like I said, I, I, I've never seen people come out in droves for, for a movie like that in a long time. Yeah. It's so I, I think any one of these three, you could put at number one and I'm not going to argue with you on it at all. Um, with Barbie too. One thing that, uh, Lauren showed me recently was like there was like an article where I guess research had been done on polling people, talking to people who are seeing Barbie. And there were like a lot, like a, there was like of the people polled, there was like, it's like 22%. It was the first movie they'd seen since 2020. So like Barbie's getting That's people crazy. back to the theaters. Yes. Where you and That's I were crazy. braving the theaters back in 2020 to go see Tenet. Now Barbie's getting all the people who wouldn't even remotely thought of that back in 2020. She's getting them back in the theaters. Interesting. Bar power of Barbie. <laughs> Interesting. Stinky. <timing> on that. <laughs> but yeah, uh, that was in reference to my fart, not to uh, that little tidbit that you shared. Very interesting tidbit. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> uh, okay, so you put Barbie at number three. Uh, um, I could be, I could be moved there. You know, wherever you want. I, I, I think you, you saw that movie, but I think you know that. It's in the top three. I think that's the clear top three. Yeah, it's no. There's no question. I'm fine. I'm fine with. I, I, I think somebody else I know may not be okay with me giving it the okay at number three. But I really like those other two movies a lot. It's and Spider Verse for me. I, I mean, I, I fucking love Spider Verse, man. So I'm, I'm so I'm putting. I'm comfortable putting it at three. At number four, Guardians of the Galaxy. Because now we have three Marvel movies here. Um, with Black Widow, with uh, Multiverse of Madness, and with uh, Guardians, uh, Guardians Volume Three. Yeah, I'm putting. I'm comfortable with putting Guardians Volume Three here. The the only other one that we don't know well is is Oppenheimer. Um, that is. Oh in, yeah, that's true. I didn't. I didn't yes. put Oppenheimer. I don't. I didn't have the uh, the title on here for it. Oh, you don't. You don't have it no, in the. So, um, yeah. Oh, so no, you, we'll call it Barbenheimer. Uh, so there we go. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it would probably be ahead of Guardians Three anyway, right? Just, I, again, I, I the impact so. that it's had. Yeah, it's in, in going like for as much as like I love love Barbie and what it did in the movie and, and everything that it's done, like for Oppenheimer to go up against Barbie at the same time and then do as well as it did monetarily. Obviously, it's not in the same ballpark, but it shouldn't be in the same ballpark for it to do as well as it did says a lot. And then on top of it, it's just like everything around it seems really cool. I can't wait to see it. But Guardians F4 is definitely the best of the bunch that we have left here. How do you feel about Black Widow dipping down behind Tenet? I could get behind that. I like Black Widow more than most. There's but... some redeeming qualities to it, but again, the Taskmaster thing really bothered me. Yeah, uh, and then it leads to plot hole questions, which is becoming a, a bit of the norm in the MCU here. It's like how how long did Drakeoff had this floating city in the sky going on here? You know, but. Uh, I'm more quickly to go back and rewatch Tenet as much of a brain twister as that is uh, than, than Black Widow. Yeah, I'm fine with that. Um, Tenet and if we're going to give it credit for, you know, Tenet was only, I, I think you could only watch it in theaters, right? Or was that one of a, a, a release on demand, you know, pay-per-view release kind of like Black Widow was? Because I think Black Widow was day and date, like the same time, but I don't know yeah. if Tenet was 
staggered or at the same time like that. I don't know what Tenet was, but you're right about Black Widow. I don't know because Tenet might have been like in theaters for a little bit and then still in theaters, but you could pay for it at home or something to that. <laughs> right, I, right, right. I don't know. I don't know what, was, you know what we don't have on here is Wonder Woman 84, too. I don't know how we. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Was that in theaters, though? I think, or was that just the Christmas Day HBO Max release? Wasn't that? I, I think it was, yeah. I, I think it was, was to kick off HBO Max. It wasn't great. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> anyways, um, so that leaves Doctor Strange uh, Multiverse of Madness at number five. I And I, I love Doctor Strange, like Multiverse of Madness. I, I love what they do with Scarlet Witch in there. Um, she is one of the most, she is either the or one of the most powerful MCU characters that there is. Um, and I love how OP they made her. I love the horror elements. Mm -hmm. Yes, there are some things that Raimi does that I don't love. Like, it's really just the one thing where, like, it's when Strange and uh, America Chavez get drugged. Like, the way they mm -hmm. shoot that is just a little odd to me. Other than that, I like everything. I really like everything. So I, it, I would give this, like, a high B, low A grade. Uh, yeah, I, I gave this a better score retroactively. At first, I was a little disappointed with it, but it's actually grown on me more so to the fact that it's one of my favorite, uh, one of my better MCU phase four movies. Mm -hmm. uh, so it's, it's you know, probably not tier one, but maybe mid tier two for me Yeah, uh, for that. So I think right here, definitely behind Guardians three. But uh, I, I yeah. think that that was an instance of, of uh, Multiverse of Madness where like the hype train got got, you know, too far away. And looking at these groupings that we have here, like 2020s has a definitive line, I think. Like, I think between Guardians and Doctor Strange, there's a pretty definitive line. Yeah, yeah. As, I think from the 2010s, I know you love um, Captain America Civil War, but I still think those top three are in a, in a category of their own. Uh, yeah, yeah, I could say that. I, I, I might put... You know, Civil War and Harry Potter, I think for that being the finale and, and what Civil War meant, um, th those That's are high, high up in tier two, you know, right on that yes. borderline. But yeah, yeah, yeah. That'd be their own tier. And then X-Men Days of Future Passing Down is, a, for is another sure. tier. And then, but the like of all now, of them, these are tiers within tiers within tiers. Yes. And I'll, tiers I'll, for fears. I'll end, end it on this one for me, at least with the aughts, though. This is like, I mean, this is just all, I mean, maybe it goes all the way down to super bad. Like, which we didn't resolve the Superman Iron Man thing, but like, I guess all the way down to number six. Yeah. This. Yeah. And, and again, there could be more. There could be a case for Wedding Crashers. There could be a case for a couple of other things on here, too. Right. So, yep. Great decade. That's for damn sure. Yeah. Good, good stuff there for sure. And again, whatever we left out, please let us know. But this is the, uh, I'll say it, quote unquote, definitive summer blockbuster tier within tier within tier list. Yes. How's that sound? Boom. I love it. Uh, let's... It's more time. We're not going to the Discharge Depot, Nick, but what do we have going on in the DSG this week? Uh, so, Hashtag Dork is talking Star Wars Rebels with Ahsoka coming out not this week, but next. The first two episodes of that will be out on the 23rd. Mac and Goo, if you want to hear a little bit more about Barbie, they, uh, dig, they dug into that recently. Uh, TLDR, I mentioned we're doing an all-image comics episode this week for another mainline episode. And then I've heard it both ways. They are due to do uh, Season 6, Episode 6 of Psych. And then, of course, you can find Doc on Twitch to do it where he does his streaming. Shime does his there as well at Shime Time. And then the Hashtag Dork Boys do all their video game playing on the Hashtag Dork YouTube page. Yes, and next week we are going to be doing Blue Beetle, which actually has some decent reviews, uh, early reviews there. So looks good. Uh, this is kind of often forgot about, but yeah, it looks decent. So uh, we'll, we'll tell you what we think of it next week at the same bat time, same 
Bad Place.